0: And yes. the state. Most <laughs> <laughs> That's right, um, I said it. I had to in
1: the <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs>
1: And um, so I knew that this place was coming. And uh-huh. you know, this, this little area here is kind of uh, common in outdoor appearances, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. It doesn't jump out, the rooms are a little um, bit older. So you can yeah. literally walk right by this place. And this I, almost, I almost drove
0: by it. But, you know, I, I love Kirkland anyway. You know, I just love yeah. this, the feel, the small-town feel of Kirkland. And you know, I just like Kirkland in general. But, you know, now it's a place, like, right off the of main drag. It's really easy to find. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's uh, like you said, you're, you know, I think you really nailed it. I mean, it, if you were walking by or driving by, you would, you would not know this is, this is a, uh, a restaurant or but, you know, if you, if, you, if you see it outside, you know, they have a nice little uh, billboard yeah. outside. there. Yeah. Well, exactly. Great the ambiance inside. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you walk in,
1: it's like, oh, I so know. Nice. It totally catches you up front. You're like, wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang out. <laughs> we came a
0: little early, had our happy hour. Yes, yeah, And and that's one of the really
1: cool things about this. Mm-hmm. Is they of course
3: uh, You know,
1: everybody has a great happy hour. But from what I understand, their happy hour goes, how on Monday? All yeah. day long. Sunday Friday, and Monday. Monday, Monday. Sunday oh, and Monday. Love so so if you're in the kirkland area definitely pop down here um catch up and visit with us bring over you know if you have any questions you want to jump into the conversation feel free to do that um if you're listening on air and you'd like to be a part of the conversation call us at 323-843-6090 and we've been playing with being able to take calls so uh, with any luck i'll be able to answer properly and uh, And lots of parking easy
4: parking It's
2: it's free
1: it's great. Yeah, across the street, there's a whole bunch of parking in that. And then um, they've got the little uh, the place up here with the baseball and uh-huh. a little activity center. And they've got a whole little parking garage over there, so you can park over there, walk down here, and see the people. And we're right and, right, and they're right next to the
0: hot dog girl. I mean, I knew where that is. I see it every time I come to the. And for all of
1: our listeners home. who know one of our sponsors, I can't be last week. right up there. Aren't they one of our sponsors? They are one of our sponsors. I know. As a matter of fact, I'm supporting her.
2: <laughs>
3: Speaking of sponsors, Yes. show is brought to you by Cascade Ice and 212 right here in Berkeley. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, we're jumping into the show right today. I know, and we're, we're going to go right
0: into uh, some drinky food. Now, I get <laughs> Did I just say drinky around. food? So <laughs> what are we drinking here, Mike. Well, it looks like we're having a... Come on over here, Craig. Come on over here. I mean, this is the guy who created this drink. We've got to be uh, have, have this guy on here. Now, this is called a uh, Tuscan Lemon Drop. Tuscan
4: Lemon Drop.
0: Perfect. So talk to me. Did you, is this something you created? Because you're like the creation Well,
4: this champion. is something that I am a huge fan uh, of Tuwaka, which is an Italian... Oh, vanilla? Like yeah, vanilla, cure. citrus, kind of a hint of orange and cherry. Not a lot of people know about Tuwaka.
0: Well, it was kind of like an 80s thing for a little while, and then it kind of just, whoop, there it went.
4: And a lot of times, people just used it as a shot. They'd put it in the freezer, you know, <laughs> pull it out, bam. I know.
0: remember uh, Dr. Pepper, Flaming Dr. Pepper's, and that was kind of a secret grease some some bartenders used to just kind of float that in yeah, there uh-huh. to kind of cream it out a little bit.
4: It, it gives it a lot more definition. I mean, when people come up and say, hey, let's have a lemon drop. I go, no, you got to want a Tuscan lemon drop with vodka. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people, they don't beautiful. know what
3: to do with a Tawaka. They see this funny-looking bottle, and they go, so who, uh, to, what is that? Oh. And I hate when restaurants can show these are Tawakas, they're like, oh, I get it, and they see what they can do when they buy it. Exactly. I don't even know
4: what Tawaka is, but you
1: guys can have it. I think the of
4: the is You can almost use Tawaka whenever you use brandy. Like, you could do a Tawaka sidecar. You know, you can, we do an Italian coffee where we use Tawaka, Amaretto, Frangelico, Italian coffee, mm-hmm. and whipped cream, of
2: course. Oh, I
1: love <laughs> it. Well, we wanted to touch base on let our listeners know, because when you look at you research this place, the first thing you think of is, um, you think it's a wine bottle. Yeah. And you do carry wine, but however, your cocktails are just the decadent yeah. buns. Oh, rainbow right, that. stuff. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, about your beverage menu, over Yeah. Now.
4: Well, the beverage menu is always going to be changing too. I mean, I I get bored making the same drinks over and over again. So we're going to be changing. In fact, right now I'm in the process of creating a whole new beverage. And The Tuscan lemon drop is going to, or the Tuscan lemon drop is going to stay on the menu just because it's the most popular drink here. It's, 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 it's amazing.
1: Excuse me.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: But we, I like doing a series of different types. So I like to have a bitter. So many times people come in and air, a lot of uh, cocktail menus are geared towards uh, sweet and such, um, where it's nice to have something a little bitter. So we use uh, Aperol, we use Campari. You know, we use a lot of different ones that, in ways that you might not think of. We'd have a bittersweet revenge, which is um, april and uh, Prosecco. Okay. and those two together really balance each other nicely and so when the new uh, menu comes out we're going to have even more of that sort of thing so
2: well, it's, a, lot it's of times, a real
0: diverse well a lot of times and I think what you said you know you got to be creative and, and, and actually uh, drinks are, uh, and alcohol in general follow a, kind of like a fashion trend with clothes so and it also kind of coincides a lot of times with the season uh, you know winter fall summer you know and, and cocktails are, some cocktails are just better in the summertime than they are in the wintertime. Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, and then you fall into depression trends, but then you got to kind of cut away a little bit and be a little creative. Uh, it's a tough gig. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because you're always inventing, you're always thinking, you know, it's like food. You know, how can I make this different? How can I think outside the box and yet yeah, not make it Well, I like,
4: I like bringing in, like, uh, like we use cachaca here. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know what cachaca is. It's a Brazilian rum. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like right now, I'm going to be putting a lot of cachaça on it because add have is and other drinks that use cachaça. And you can also sub it like in a mojito, which takes a regular mojito, but when you use cachaça, it just makes it richer. It just makes it more defined. More depth. You know? And so, uh, coming up to spring and summer, we'll be doing a lot of cachaça. A lot
3: of this last year, we were following up uh, the movies. Kind of helped with the drink special. We went back to kind of classic cocktails, martinis, and Manhattan, those because you had the, the, what was on HBO, the Prohibition that shows up, yeah, that yeah. was Pan Am, uh, Playboy, Playboy, and yeah. Playboy Club, and Mad Men Season did all that. We're like, let's get back to the true thing. What was happening was a lot of uh, bartenders around town were like, I'm going to make you a Manhattan, but it was a good Manhattan. Right. A good. Uh, old fashioned, and that's the the lost skill that someone. We went to like their fuzzy nails and all that. We just mix a bunch of stuff together. Okay, it tastes kind of good. Whereas in Manhattan or what you were doing with the talaka, where you if you add too much, it's too much You add too right, little, but right. can't taste
0: Well, the cool thing is like you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like you have to kind of hit the reset button once in a while, and uh, and just kind of bring it back to what got it, everything started. And so a lot of times, you know, maybe as a bartender. You, you there's so many you, you want to be creative and, and and there's so many people that go crazy but then you forget the classics and people like want sometimes just want something different you know and so when you when you offer like, I mean you Craig you mentioned the you know and, and just some of the classics like you said Manhattan and stuff you know I still love an old fashioned Manhattan you know and just and and to find those sometimes it's like the bartender looks you like, well, uh, yeah, you know, but dumping yeah, a bunch of cherry juice color. and a bourbon and shake it up and call it good. That's not right. No, <laughs> <guess> something's wrong. <laughs> well, you know,
2: interestingly enough, this, this whole thing, we we're talking
1: more about the beverages than we typically do, but um, today's actually a salty topic and socially salty drinking. And, yeah. you know, drinking. Being socially drinking is the aspect of being the drinker, being the one that you're drinking with, being the people who are, are bringing the drinks to you. you. know, There is a whole social setting of what you should and shouldn't be doing and how things should be going and, and some of the things that you need to, to think about. And you know, speaking on the business side of things, you, you're right, you need to always be uh, kind of mixing it up a little bit, creating a new social experience when those uh, people are drinking that drink because you know, money is still, for all intents and purposes, tight. And if somebody is giving, drugs, you know, five, seven, ten, fifteen dollars on the train, you want it to be an experience, something that they that is tantalizing and, and you know nice maybe so. a little bit risque, on, and where you're you know, walking away and you're walking the line, like, oh, this feels like this is completely different. And you know, so you're always, it becomes a part of the entertainment. Right. What's going on? So, just drinking, as just as drink to get drunk, is kind of going back away. the wayside. You're going hearing a lot about presentation kind of and, and, season and uh, uh, the flavors and what they, and the well, well, and
0: just watching your reaction on this uh, lemon drop that you had oh, was yeah. worth the price of admission for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm finding, though, also is when people come up to the bar, uh-huh. it's funny. they you can see the ones who have been drinking the same thing for like ever. I you know, they come up, bam, me. okay, I'm having a beef eater and tonic, you know, whatever. Then you have the other group of people who come up and they look at me and there's like, I am so bored with the same thing, you know? And he's you, like, how can we, how can we get something a little more different, you know? And so that's when I ask him, I go, well, do you like sweet? Yeah. Do you like tart? Yeah. Do you like bitter? You know, and they just kind of narrow it down and go, okay, it's, I think I got something that might fit what you want.
1: And I think that's really important when you're talking about socially uh, things, If you're going to be on the business side of things, you do. You have to be engaged with the customer. If, if you want to have an exceptional place, if you want to really be that, you know, I mean, we're in downtown Houston, There are you know places that people are coming to you forever. There's new spots that people are excited to. You know, what's going to make them walk down the block to your place? Right. It's, it's The engaging, you know, when I walked in here, I was shocked, and then the first drink is like, I'm, I'm all <laughs> you know, like, in. You know, I'll hit that spot, that spot, but this is definitely quite a hit. And those are the things that, when you're looking at drinking from a business point of view, is you want to be really aware that, you know, these people are spending their hard what more can you give them with that? Right. What more of an experience? What you know? Can you make them smile? Can you make them go, hey, Oh my what is that? What is that? Can well, you start we,
4: a conversation. Well, we do one. I purposely, whenever I make up a drink menu, I always put something on there that is like totally offbeat, just to create that dialogue. And ours right now is called a Mussolini. And a Mussolini is just sounds crazy. It's half Coke, half red wine.
1: Okay, that sounds really crazy. It is crazy.
3: Actually, it's not that crazy. I actually did that with wine because I learned it from my grandfather. Because so some of the times the wine may not be that high of a quality. Exactly. And you add a little Coke to it or you add coat to it or Pepsi or whatever to extend it. So if you're drinking in the afternoon, sometimes the art of drinking, you don't want to drink to get that uh, drunk. Absolutely,
4: Absolutely correct. Yeah, it's, it's huge over in Europe, like in Spain, Portugal, Italy. If you go into like fast food or not fast food at a convenience store, you can buy it already made up. Half Coke, wow. half rib, well, rib. I still
0: remember when I lived in London that at uh, a Coke machine, you can get a, what they call a shandy. And a shandy is, you know, one part beer parts lemonade, yeah. and it's for the kids. You know, the kids love it. So, yeah, and actually,
3: a little bit of history. Uh, remember when they used to do white wine spritzers, which then turned into is it going to be today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they wanted something kind of light and and airy. But I remember my grandparents. That, that was common course. White wine sprite. You know, yeah. like
2: whatever.
4: But that's when it's on the menu. I get people look at me and they look at the menu. They look up at me and go. Musa what? <laughs> I go, honest, just give it a try. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's what's it is. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited for today's show because we
1: are talking about social media, and I drinking. I, you know, like I said, I haven't been in here before and it appears that this is what you're doing. So it's no, it's fun. It's fun. Well, we're excited because you're going to be bringing us another drink here shortly. You know it. we're going to be family some right. of your amazing okay, things as well. Uh, so we're down. Great. Great. Okay, so I think as I have mentioned, today's socially savvy show is socially savvy thinking, um, and this came about. Uh, it's funny because all of the things I talked about actually happened this weekend. So uh, some of the who participated in this may think about talking about it, I just want to assure that it's not
2: about
3: you. <laughs> um, no, I think it covers. We've been watching this all a lot. lot. Yeah, uh, that's the socially savvy in general. I think right. every one of us has a story
2: <laughs> that we can talk about. Exactly. Oh,
1: and, you know, being socially savvy is, is a lot about being aware and ab- about boundaries. And our culture has been so uh, against the boundaries because we don't like situations that we that. And boundaries also create a safety net. They create comfort. They create an atmosphere of people can to come together and feel more confident. Uh, and we're so trying to reestablish some of those uh, because that's why we brought up some so This show is going to probably be a little bit. Uh, of what important along the road. So, uh, of course, you know, I like to typically start off with uh, definitions these days because I'm finding the, the true definitions of words we may hear when we're in elementary school and we write down the definitions, you know, that's one week and then uh, as life goes on. <coughs> create our own idea of what those definitions are. And it's amazing how skewed those definitions can get and then how it changes our perception. So I wanted to take a moment, we're going to define, of course, savvy. We've done this before, but it's shrewdness and practical knowledge, especially the reality of business, um, as well as knowledgeability in the realities of life. Savvy
2: is one of those things that you, any time you
1: where you, can be in public with those people. you want to have a savvy, act. You want to know, you know a little bit about what's going on, or at least you know how you are going to react and respond to those uh, So savvy, and then drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this definition is it just—it's exactly what I expected it to be. There are a couple little things of it. To it drunk, affected by alcohol, so these differ and losing control of one's faculties or behavior. So socially savvy drinking. Would be you don't want to get drunk. Yeah. Um, informal and uh, drinking about a period of drunkenness. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably
2: phrases. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. One of the interesting things I was reading when I was reading
1: about the, the definition of drug is that anyone who is obviously or legally under the influence of alcohol is said to be drunk. Like intoxicated, tipsy implies that someone is only politely drunk. While tight, which I had never really heard the term tight before, tight implies obvious drunkenness without any loss of um, muscular coordination. Stop right there. I had never heard that yeah,
3: before. Um, so, I believe Mike and I, we both yeah. have our class 12 or B yep. license. And part of that is like, it's kind of like a code word, like if we're talking about that person's tight over there, it's kind of like, you know, Watch out, you know, because one more drink might throw them over the edge. lose that yeah, like as a forum, whether it be beer or, or wine or booze, one of our rules and yeah. responsibilities one, we they're having a good time, but two, exactly. help guide us on the restaurant side to say, right, we're going to watch out for our bottom line, you know, and say, you know, so we spoke, I first type on the one side, well, that person's it's kind of like, it's, you don't want to sit and say, that person is think you're drunk. You don't want to do that because they're from way. Well, yeah. and, and I like the
1: word, you know, now that I've said it. And, again, this is why we do that. I think it is really good that, to have that information. You know, we have such a tendency to go, oh, they're, they're drunk or they're not. I mean, you know, tipsy, happy, intoxicated, tight, uh, melodic, which is, by the way, the one thing you don't want to be. You do yeah. not want you are, the, if, you are flawed, if you are blunt,
3: you are absolutely fabulous. There is no way to run that. And basically, that word means um, you're drunk. To the right. Another of 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 right. well, thing I want to talk about you know, for people who you know, you go to restaurants you know, and they order uh, another shot or another you know, plastic you know, or another uh, whatever. And one of the things that as restaurant owners, you know, we try to do are, of you down. You know, yeah. sure right. Are cool. So if you figure out like I just ordered a beer and I wait thirty minutes, you may not think that it's take for hour, but the owner is let's let's blow it down a little bit. Because nobody wants to No, you can not with a drink because when you typically it dry, you well, get a little aggressive yeah. Well, control. and then, well, no, oh, and there's no, no, you know no. when we talk about socially savvy. <laughs> there's, there's socially savvy
0: on both sides of the fence here. So yes. there's, exactly. there's socially savvy as a consumer and, and a socially savvy business. savvy as yeah. a business or on the. And we're going to be talking about side. both sides of
1: that. Um, good point, Michael, because it's very true. You yep. have to be when you're in the industry of working with. Um, are when you're the one serving them, well, you do have to have a different level of
3: awareness, and you have to be absolutely. very creative. You have to be fun. Jason touched on it too. So. Yeah, yeah.
5: Oh, I I
3: Actually, we do have a I,
1: with a perfect opportunity. Uh, we could ask him. We here's a question for you. You oh, are dude, far more aware. Bye, We're team? gonna we're gonna step into this so because I think going to uh, feed right into it. Okay. The perfect. Um, so with all of the definitions of stuff being said, is it possible to be socially savvy drinking? Of
0: course it is.
2: Absolutely.
1: Of course it is. Um, the answer is yes, and it just takes effort. So you want to start with a little bit of reality, because uh, when you decide to go out at night, and night um, you know, the whole purpose is when you're deciding on going out, you want to relax, you want to unwind, you don't have go of reality. You just, you're maybe celebrating, you're, you're trying to get away waste your daily life and practice and the practice a job the kids. kid. Um, you're willing to take money that you have that you could be putting into a thing, consume it in a go away. And, and I really want to emphasize this because people be say, we have forgotten, we've kind of taken the value out of what we're spending. Um, and there's a lot of people who are trying to take that value back. And as a culture, we need to be more respectful of when when i leave out twenty dollars for a couple of drinks you know that's twenty dollars that is gone There's, i'm not getting anything tangible or an experience that i've used. and i've noticed about the, you know the social settings and the people who are serving that that's being forgotten in some that they get a little bit up in their pants you know yes. a little too big in their
3: pants so, uh, but what, so, so yeah. that goes to you know the quality of the drink you know when you come here and you change things, Oh my God, if you're, you're paying so a fixed amount of dollars, <laughs> you're expecting to call a drink. We talked earlier about Manhattan, you know, if I'm going to spend of dollars on a I want to go to Manhattan. That said, I also have friends that just don't care. They I just oh, i have a Manhattan, that looks good. And then they drink it and they don't even think about the cherries and they don't even think about it's, how it's okay, made. It's okay, but if you're that kind of drinker, what we are going to talk about later on is recognizing what mm-hmm. kind of drinker you are. You still need to be aware of
1: the people you're with. Being social is being a happy well um, okay so what that said is what you would think it would be a that but we to say it because people don't think um being a socially savvy drinker when you're around people you have to remember you do not want to be the person who move it up so you don't want to be the negative person people are drinking they don't want to hear negative they don't want to hear whining and bitching and moaning about stuff. They don't want to hear, um, they don't want to get into political debates. They don't want to get into religious debates. They don't want to get into anything that is going to kill the buzz that they just paid their money for. And I'm just going to be So when you're going to go out and socialize, you want to be aware. Um, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be obnoxious. And if you're stupid, just see. Well, and consider your environment. <laughs> consider your <laughs> yeah. environment.
0: So if I'm walking into a bar... And, it, and it's slammed, and and the, and I was sitting there like five, six, ten deep uh, at the bar, and and you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, and, you're waiting and you walk up and the bartender is, what can I help you with? And you're like,
2: uh, well, yeah. great. <laughs> what does that do for a bartender? It's crazy.
4: <laughs> I mean, the fact that you've been waiting and waiting and waiting,
2: and you have
4: no idea what you doing. I always tell all my friends and all my good customers, have your go-to drink. Oh, what's that? God. Go to drink. It's something you like. It might not be something you're you know, in love with all the time, but it's your go-to drink. So I turn around and I look at you and bang, you're on. Yeah,
1: you gotta be that. You're on. And what you what,
4: what can I get you? Yeah. And I want your answer, bam. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Not like, well
2: when I first came in, I was thinking I
4: wanted something with
1: people forget is if you're sitting around you know, obviously the one waiting behind them yeah, you've waited your turn. But there's still people waiting their turn. Don't be so rude as to make them wait longer. If somebody it up in front of you and knew what they were what they wanted this is where that don't be rude about it. Because when we go into the different types of drug people or different types of metals mm-hmm. people that are drinking, um, you don't want to do anything that is going to negative. But when you're socially drinking and you want to be happy about this, you do need to be aware. You need to be decisive. You have to be positive. I mean, there's a lot of things. You just can't kind of go out and start drinking and expect that
2: everybody's have a great experience if you're a student. I've got
3: a uh, socially savvy tip for those that are in Greek and and wait that line. When you go there, for me, if I say I'm going to order not just one glass of wine. I'm going to order two. Yep, I'll wait. And think oh, about it. Or move. You know, so that way you have it.
1: If you're friends and you're out there trying drinking, um, stay positive and upbeat. It's not the time to bring up anything that's going to be causing attention, something like that. Like we said, don't talk about um, business, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. You're in a social setting, you don't know who is sitting around you. Um, you're going to be keep it
4: and if you, a good bartender will do that, like I have a no drama bar. It's that. a no drama bar. Now <laughs> no drama you can drama. see it coming. You can, you, you can you can. you can see drama coming. And so a good bartender will kind of like, okay, this is not going the way I want it because you know you might have one person who lost their job,
2: yeah.
4: and then you might have another person who just got a job. And guess up. what? They're both. In there drinking, yeah, you know, for different reasons, and so when you have that kind of a situation, you have to be really savvy about how can I control it at the bar, exactly. you know, and sometimes it's moving people, sometimes it's distraction. There's a lot of tools that bartenders can use.
1: Well, and, and you know, since we on the business side of things, um, you know, you guys know we're there. We're paying to be intoxicated. Oh. Whether, for Whatever level, whether it be one ground or fifteen, because we've got a designated driver that's like a bachelorette party, we're there with a purpose to have a good time to unwind. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of uh, businesses are forgetting, and it's you know, time to start reminding that, anything you do that mess up, messes up somebody's good times, not only is it rude, but it's just plain bad business. Well, people walk out. Yes, yeah. um, You want to teach your place to think ahead. Um, have food solutions for problems before you approach the customers with issues. I had an instance this weekend where um, there was nothing that we did. It was poor planning on the company's part, and they approached us and said um, X, Y, and Z. and uh, I had quite the buzz on. I had a really crappy week. I was really excited to be at this place. Um, we have been there for a while, had a hors had a couple drink, and um, I started talking friends, saying, hey, come meet us, come meet us. Um, I don't want to go into the specifics of it because I think it would like clue it off but how they they came to us with an issue um, that wasn't had nothing to do with me had to do with their, their business management practices or how they were having them in the evening. and um, they came to me and told me that they would use to XY and Z but they hadn't created the solution to fix the problem immediately so 35 minutes go by taken the reins, I've lost my butt, which I gotta tell you, I paid really good money from the butt that I got. Um, and when I got done, I walked out and pulled 12 of my friends with I pulled 12 people out of that bar. I can't tell you how frustrating, because I wanted to be there. I was excited about it, uh, but they just, they, it was poor planning. And then they didn't take care of it properly. So. And, and then to also cut some up on that, if, if you do fall into that scenario and you do cause a situation that makes people uncomfortable or you recognize that, okay, they are no longer having fun, as a business, you need to, to go that to extra mile and take care of those people. Um, this company is really, really fortunate because I was walking out the door and my husband was at the door talking to the gentleman at the front and you know, my nickname protection. I, I really try hard not to be in but I have a stickler when it comes to the amount of money I'm spending and, and how we're taking care of. When I recommend people, when I say, hey, people can check this out, I stand behind that. And when they don't live up to it, I let people know. And I'm obviously feeling intoxicated, so I'm letting them know. I'm not quite as nice (laughs) as I could be, but fortunately for this particular company, the person at the front, as we were walking out, made that for us, said, hey, take this. I want you to come back we That's want to true. make them but i have to tell you if it hadn't been for the guy at that front um uh, it would have been months before i would have been back because they knew education they've got to figure out how to run there's a lot of
4: competition out
1: there There, i can drink there's 30 other places around exactly. in that general vicinity that i can go yeah. drink at and i think it's really really important for businesses to understand that people are willing if we walk in your door we're willing to pay for the beverages but you can't look at a table and go, you know, I need $150 out of that table. If, if they only drop $125, you cannot start being an to them and trying to push them out. You're going to lose. Because you call friends and I was calling people and where they had a certain thought process of what they were trying to turn on that table, it would have been triple that now because of the way my friends drank.
3: There's uh, just a kind of a quick reminder for those that have listened to our holiday show. There are those, uh, we had some uh, reminders about being a company's savvy corporate party. Yeah. So your party status, you know, you're you're uh, you know, you work for the company and the company supplies the party and then you should be socially savvy and not drink too
2: much. Correct. Yeah. Don't get drunk. And this thing is because
3: <laughs> as a as you work for a company and if you do get drunk, you can, uh,
1: Well, In that bump, of are for to the next topic, which is um, uh, some of the facts to consider when you're the drinker. Use discretion. You're paying the pain money to enjoy the beverages. Don't waste it by overindulging. It's supposed to be a social experience. And, and you know, I know some of us, when we get out, and, and I was with these people last week, I was just, I had half the week from hell. I just was, I had run through the gamut of every possible option you could and I would do it in less than an hour. Some people over have a By the time I got in the weekend, I was like boring it, you know. Yeah. You, it, but you have to know, uh, you don't want to get wasted because either you're not going to make it home feeling very good or when you do, everything that you just get really good money for is going to come out of an orifice that never intended on coming which makes it no fun for anybody. Um, and if, if you get to that point, now you're feeling with everybody else around you. Now you're making it uncomfortable for everybody else. So if you're going to know know who you are as a drinker, know what it is that, that makes you click. So know the kind of drinker that you are. And we're going to just think a little bit on some of these. So the first one is a happy drinker. I know that you will be drunk. Because, Love them. Oh my god, they are good. So typically, I'm a happy drinker. I mean. There's only, there's one alcohol that I haven't figured out. I can't remember what it was. It's not tequila. I can definitely do tequila and vodka. But there's another alcohol that makes me angry, and I can't. I've only had it once or twice. So I think that's why I decided to <laughs> get it. But it you know, know how your body responds. You know, you know, which kind of drinker are you? Um, if you don't drink very often, you need to know that about yourself. You need to know, okay, if my body doesn't, if I don't drink very often, then you're probably going to be a one, maybe two drink person that night. We're talking over four or five hours. Your body's not going to handle it. You're not going to feel very good that night or in the morning. Be aware of, of who you are and what's going on. Um, obnoxious drinker some people just get drunk and they just go straight for obnoxious. Uh, if you're that person, then you need to start figuring out a way to either put dectic on your mouth or uh, figure out what alcohol you're drinking. Because we've talked about this before. There Different alcohols will have very, very different effects on your body. Um, so as a bartender, what do you see that the alcohol that trigger people to be more obnoxious or angry?
4: Well, <laughs> the problem with that is, like you said, they are that, and you really can't change that. Yeah. What you need to find a friend, somebody they came with, it's like, and generally they always have like a wingman or something that know. Okay, Fred, you know, he once he has a few, he starts becoming a jerk. You know, befriend that person. It's like, okay, now we're together in taking care of this guy. You know. That's your that's your best way, and your second best friend is food. Yeah, food, yes. yes. food, food.
2: i was gonna say food.
1: You're the drinker type, loud, angry sleeper. The sleepers aren't too bad. You know, the other just fall asleep on the bar. just is one where they're not, you know, like falling asleep. It's the loud ones, it's the loud ones, the obnoxious and the angry ones, you know. It, right there. And, and this is what we're saying, you know, if you're if you're any one of those three people, then drink at home. But when you're in a social setting, whether it be just going into a bar or uh, a lounge or an event, no, that's enough for other people.
2: We're not the problem
4: is those people don't think they're doing that.
1: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> well, where it gets crazy. Here's the bottom line, everybody has little video things on their phone now. Start video. That's where I'm. Yeah. Um, and like you brought up before, know where your body is. Be aware. Um, have you eaten much that day? If you haven't eaten much, be aware that your that alcohol is going to go straight to your head. Um, yes. The best thing, from what I understand, is to eat about a half an hour before you start drinking. Mm. Um, carbohydrates, anything that is stomach filling, um, breads, rices, pasta, um, anything that's going to soak up some of that alcohol. If you plan on being there, you want to socialize and, and drink throughout the entire evening, eat foods that are going to help you with that protein help you to process the, the, the alcohol properly.
3: So bring your drinkers out there, let me. Uh, familiarize with it, that's called getting at base. So what you want to Ooh, do is you want to get a I burger, mashed potatoes, you're going to have that, or something that throws some the base of your stomach, which is <clears throat> when you do a hour. So when it comes to the happy hour, you have to see the cheap drinks, also does the inexpensive food. So your stomach up. It's meant to people. two things. One, you don't get that drunk, you get a good buzz on it. Two, the next morning, your body will let you <laughs> Because when you get drunk and no food. You have the sugar to do something to your head. Oh, wal- And
1: everything else. Well, the other thing to add to that is, and Michael is that yeah, I mean she may have the <laughs> soup, but is water. Yeah. Water is your friend. Alternate your drink. Alternate your drink. Have a drink, have water, and then always, 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 when you get home that night. Have a glass of water before you go. The
3: bartender gives you a glass of yeah. water. Drink it wow. for a reason. Yeah,
1: and, and, and this, you know, and this is something else. If you can be a socially savvy drinker, take you from the bartender. If the bartender comes over and says, "Hey, would you like some water?" That's him being polite, saying, "Dude, drink some water before you make my bar <laughs> You know, they're trying to help you. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that the bartenders are there because number one, they enjoy creating these beverages that you're going to enjoy. Number two, they enjoy people and they want to make sure you have a great experience. So any little things that they maybe suggest to you, I would take them less as a suggestion and more as a a rule. And, you know, if a bartender says, hey, LB, you know, why don't we get you another glass of water? (laughs) Uh, That's my, you know, I could go, okay, Thomas, thanks, okay, I'll get another glass of water. They're there to make sure that your experience is good and, and you have a good yeah. time because they they know what that means.
0: And number three, they want to see you come back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because any kind of a bad experience, whether it's their fault or not, any well, kind of a bad experience, you're going to shy away. From. Yeah,
0: and well, and they want to see you come back
2: a
1: lot. A so. lot.
2: I
3: know it's awful every time. There are some I I can say there are some merchants.
0: Just, well, it turned a dollar. How much money can I get out of this one right. Right. So, you can just, like this, but,
3: I guarantee if we start drinking drinks and all that, there'll be a point where we be like, you guys want some water now, don't hey, But the so problem with we're, that we're, is that, that you put
0: yourself, on the, on the professional side, you put yourself at risk. Yeah. You put yourself at risk because you can be sued, You can be. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, you could lose out you could it could put you in a different place you don't want to
2: be in. So. that's the
3: thing is is when the drinkers that are listening out there, when I mean, you figure out you get this guy who just was nice to you, you uh-huh. drinks, not nice, rude, that's the reason why. I mean we when you get a license to record, you go through the whole list you know, we you record everything, everything, everything and you
1: know it's important. Afford- because again anything that that you do as a business or as a server that leads to a negative experience has no benefit for really. you social drinking when it is managed properly has huge benefits
2: no right. benefit. so
3: the other thing that comes down here a whole a party. oh um, yeah. Same, the, yeah right same, same thing, thing. people don't no. really no. think
0: about that it's a good call out jason yeah good call out we
3: talked about business it's like you know you know, it's kind of, you know, you're going to have some or whatever, you know, I, know. I, 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 I hate to be, you know, negative-mancy on that, but, you know, we kids to find this past. but if someone's at like your house and you drink too much, you, you have to be that
2: you have to bad be word world. guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's not really holidays. I mean, jeez, I mean, you it's come out of the barbecue, you yeah. serve somebody, they go out and they wreck, and they're not your, really your close friend. They can turn around and do you. Yeah. And although it does fall into your homeowner's insurance,
3: homeowner's it's still—if you don't have the adequate
0: insurance or coverage—guess what? They start garnishing your they can, they can garnish your check.
3: Yeah, no, it's what happens is that with our friends and I've been over at you know Obie's house or right. I've been over at my house, we the sit say, you know what, if you had too much going to count. We tell each other ahead of time. And we have.
1: <laughs> and if, if you're going to host an event, I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, we have—we're very fortunate, unfortunately. Uh but we're very fortunate and that my husband built a beautiful house and um, we have three-size beds in beautiful of the bedrooms and our children know you know they're older now and we and I'm gonna take a little side note if you're going to be a social drinker, you're going to socialize with people um, if your kids are going to see you going out you need to communicate with them about what about social drinking and um, not try to pretend that they don't know anything because those kids are watching every move you make yes and they will, they will go out and try to drink things that they're being social. Right. If you're going to be a social drinker and, you're, and your children are going to see even a hint of it, you want to start communication and dialogue with them at a very young age. Our, um, I have three boys, and uh, I'm, we have a very close-knit family, and this is not something I would recommend for everybody, but I learned very early that to have them included in understanding and learning about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, made it so that their curiosity didn't take them in the wrong direction. Um, so, for instance, my older children, when we throw parties and stuff, uh, one of them, because they at our house was a bartender. He never had any desire to drink. He watched people fall off. He watched people, you know, drink too much. And he learned exactly what um, you were saying here today about, from the bartender point of view, he learned to start adding more ice to drink. He learned to start um, adding more juice and it helps them to have a, a, a better experience from them. If you're going to bring that type of a, a scenario into your house and you have children, you just, the only thing I say is just be aware. Also be, like what you're saying, prepared. Um, if you're a host and you've got someone who's drank too much, um, you, honestly, the socially savvy thing to do is you change the sheets on your bed, you offer them your bed. you just on the couch. Uh, we have bedrooms and our our children know that if we're having an event they're probably sleeping in the playroom and we have three beds available for people so that there's I mean we tell them when they walk in the door, hey, don't worry about it, we've got a bed for you. Yes. If you want to socialize and you wanna do that thing, those types of things have a place for them to crash, have have the cab number, hey, we'll call you a cab, not a problem, we'll split Absolutely. the cost. Well
0: you know, and I was to uh, on the industry side of it, you know, if you feel like you've had too much don't be afraid to walk to your budget and say, Hey like, you know, I think I might have had a little to drink. Yes. I think I might need a ride home. Actually, and they're like, awesome, you know, I'm more than happy to kick out. okay yeah. to ask for a cat.
3: Very story. cool. only that wow. It's okay. Well, it's and cool, it's cool about, to ask for a cat. Yeah, it's cool to ask for a cat. And when we're talking about that, we should do that. If it's cool to ask for a cat. you to ask for Yeah, we should do
1: a little
2: stickers,
3: pass them off to the bar. It's cool to ask for a cat. Right, yeah, it's cool to ask for a cat. Yeah,
1: so one of the things that we do that um, we just led into was um, your driving arrangement. Um, how do you set in place before you start drinking? Um, if you're the designated driver, don't change your plans and expect someone else to drive your drunk friend home. Okay, I cannot tell you how many weekends I've, we've had this happen. Now I am married to a, a, a man who has got one of the biggest hearts, and we have driven all over the freaking state, dropping people off to make sure that they get home safe. Uh, but also understand that you want to make sure you have cab money. And if you're in a bar, if you're in a lounge, go talk to the management, because nine times out of ten, they have relationships with the hotels around, and where you think it's going to be too expensive to stay at maybe a Hyatt, they have a rate already worked out where it is affordable, and it's by far much better than a DVD, number one, and number two... You don't, you know, take the stress off, just if you're going to go out, make sure that you have those, you know, mm-hmm. those different scenarios, all the different things in place in your head and know the question.
0: So, you know, I'm, I'm going to layer what you just said a little bit ago, and that was, you know, if I'm the designated driver and I'm like, you know, I feel like I, I want to drink now, that's cool, you can call it an audible, you know, I call it an audible. audible.
5: But, but But
0: have a backup plan. Say, hey, you know what, I know I'm the backup driver, but, you know, or I'm the driver. But I want to start drinking, and I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to call a cab, a, a, a minivan, yes. and we're going to have a little party bus, and, and, and I'm going to have a plan to get us taken care of in the morning. Yes. Have a bag of plans. You know, you can do that, but just make sure that you are t- taken care of, you're handing the responsibility out to someone else, and make sure that they follow through on that.
3: There are other solutions to the town that were able to you. Yep, I've uh, seen that too. Big guys actually you know, that, they yeah. used to do that, I think. Big it guys cargoes where you call them off and they'll pick you up and then another driver will bring drive your car home. So that way you're not afraid of leaving your car somewhere. Oh my god. Actually, that there's that a friend. service for that. It's yeah. called a, I
0: think it's called Butler, I think. Butler uh, does this. Yep. yep.
3: Uh, actually, we should bring them in. Oh, I about yeah, about I love we should have. That be really cool. You so know they know, actually tow you yeah. your car and take you home at the same time. Yeah, so, so that way you're not leaving it behind.
1: Well, and that's the thing. isn't you know, when you're going to go out socially drinking, I think a lot of us, you know, I'm really lucky. <laughs> My husband, when he goes out, he just automatically knows he's the designated doctor. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm such a lightweight, you know, I'll have a glass of wine or a glass of champagne or a mixed drink or whatever. And, and he always tells me, you know, go ahead and, and do your thing. And every once in a while I'll go, hey, it's me. I got your back. I'm the one who's driving. You do the same thing. You want to okay. make sure that you put yourself into a situation. If you're going out with friends, if you really don't want to drive, just have the conversation. A lot of times people are like, yeah, hey, ride with me, not a big deal. Um, the cabs are a lot cheaper than what you think they are. There are so many alternatives to making a mistake and um, being that socially unsavvy drinker mm-hmm. that you all of a sudden become the headline of the little town newspaper because you're the idiot who decided to wrap your car around the stop sign. A ball, or a, broke, a, a
0: a a, or around someone else's car. Right, or Absolutely. you know,
1: God forbid yeah. something even worse. So, you know, again, part of being a socially savvy drinker is knowing, you know, all the way from taking to seat, from the moment that you leave to the moment that you're going to be getting home, how is it going to be happening, where are you going to be going, who are you going to be with, how is your body going to respond to um, the alcohol? Right. It's not just simply a matter of getting in the car and driving the car. And the this is
0: such a huge topic. I think we need to visit this a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> so totally we could spend probably that. hours talking about
1: it. We, we totally could. Totally. <laughs> So but, with with that in mind, yes. we're going to hit Socially Savvy, Acceptable, and Unacceptable, brought to you by Sweet Lounge, thinking site's premier social restaurant in the room. Socially acceptable.
2: Socially
3: acceptable is to identify the drink in front of you. Yes. 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 So I was going to say, I've yes. been smelling
0: this like a, a, a special raspberry, I think. Okay, is. so we can talk about it a
4: second.
2: Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to tip it again first, because sure, I'm bound. Sure,
4: this is called an O M G. Oh my! Oh my God!
2: <laughs> oh no, no no no! I'm sorry. This is a fun one because this you're is, making share.
4: <laughs> this is a uh, multi-flavored layer. Oh my God! It starts off tart. Now I know why you named it that. And then as you drink, it gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. So you go from tart to very oh, sweet.
1: Oh. Now, okay. You know I've, the original name of is this is hilarious because I, all I can think of is oh my god. Well, the original
4: <laughs> name of this was is it, it, it was called.
1: You can say whatever you want. We're the G spot. Oh. Wow. That was oh, the original okay. name. Okay. I can totally. Yeah. Yeah.
4: When
2: you get to the center, it's sweeter. It's again. sweeter. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <terrible>.
4: So, I, I, oh. didn't, yeah. <laughs> so I, I wasn't so I sure about video. putting that on the old menu. So I yeah. go, well, what is the relationship to the G-Spot? Oh, and G kind of sure. popped into my head. <laughs> <It's> and I think both kind of worked. Quarter. <laughs> okay, really? Oh, my God. So yeah, that's the real thing. I was just going to
2: yeah.
4: say, what a pleasant way to come back
1: to the social side of drinking. That was delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not big, not so as you're drinking
3: these drinks that we've been graciously provided here by 2-12 on essential, it's something you want to think about. It's an old rule, and I'm not going to say the rule, because I don't mess it up, it is have these nice drinks ahead of time, a nice cocktail, and then go to something that's a little less uh, high on alcohol. such so you know, start this, and then go to a glass of wine, or start this, and go to a glass of beer. So that way you know your body. If you're a person who enjoys drinking, like I do, I usually start, and I use wine and water. So I go one glass of wine one glass of water, one glass of wine one a glass of water. So right. you have to do that. And for alcohol, the way my wife does, she'll go two nice glasses of whatever cocktail she's interested in, and then she switches just to
2: wine. Something to think about. Well,
1: and also, and, you know, this goes right back into understanding your body and how it uh, does the alcohol. Some people cannot blend alcohol. They cannot have wine and mixed drinks. They cannot have beer and drink. mixed drinks. Um, they can't have shots and, and, and a glass of champagne. You, when, when you start socially drinking, you need to have an awareness of how alcohol is going to be um, um, taken in by your body. And one of the things I think a lot of people with all the workout crazes and you know, the first couple months of the, of the year, everybody's starting to work out and lose weight. If you're on a rapid weight loss program, and, and I really wanted to say this because I saw this happen to a friend of mine, when you start dropping body fat at exceptionally high rates your body does not um you know no longer has the capacity to burn off that alcohol yeah. like it used to so this is what we say you know recognize what your lifestyle is what's going on in your life so that when you go out and drinking if you've done any major changes in eating habits in weight loss in um, how often you're drinking you really want to take it back a, a step or two and go slowly through the evening um you know like they're saying go back and forth with water maybe um, I actually had a friend, and I, I thought this was really cool. He ordered um, an orange juice served in a white one. Because he wanted to be social. He didn't want the question, well, why aren't you drinking? He, that's a very socially acceptable way of dealing with it. If you don't want to drink anything alcohol, right. just go to the bartender and say, hey, you know, can I have a, a glass of OJ? Can you throw that in a, in a cocktail glass for me? Or, or just, you
0: know, order a Coke or a 7-Up and have like a, a lemon wedge or a lime wedge exactly. in there. Exactly. It looks just like a cocktail. Exactly.
3: I think society, I think a lot of friends kind of go, oh, it you're not drinking tonight. Nice, and that's not like, cool. What's up with that? I don't do that. I might have done when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore because it's kind of like you don't. Like, you know, yeah, but if I come
0: up and I have a drink in my hand and it's got you know lime or lemon product. in there and it's the soda, uh, yep. you know people are gonna assume automatically assume well, yeah. I'm in a drinking environment. You're having a drink. Oh, okay. Yep. It's, it's the same
3: thing. And I just kind of want to start off. Two calls. They've got uh, three owners. They've been here for about five months, right? Five months. Five months. Five months. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Bobby uh, uh Lynn Chan, and Will.
1: Yeah, okay. And you guys all come from a, a background of being in a very social environment. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, especially since uh, Bobby, she's been 30 years working as a flight attendant. So, I mean, she's seen it all.
1: The pan <laughs> and shuffle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Lynn, I mean, she's been all over. I mean, internationally and such. So, and is Will. not she
3: uh, uh, own the bistro next door? Right next door. She's our
4: neighbor and uh, co owner. What kind of food does she have? Oh, uh, hers is more. She's the high end. She's like, we're like, you know, we're in the middle. We're not like, you know, uh, like a tavern, but we're not super. We don't have white tablecloth and things like that. So, um, we're in the middle. Where Lynn's is very nice, French food, very well done,
2: excellent. Excellent.
4: If you want a, a, an elegant evening out in Kirkland, go to Lynch. Well, and again, this is one of those things where I'm looking at it, and you never know. You look at yeah. this building, and this I
1: have to this is probably one of the best World Cup secrets in the city. Yeah, we're just kind of tucked
4: away here, but boy, I mean, the food, the drinks, and we love our customers. We just, uh, we're a neighborhood bar. Oh, very
2: good. When we had all
4: that snow, you know? know, we were full because everyone walked down. Yeah, they feel at home here. Well, who did the home
2: food? Home. Will, you kidding? So we're, we're doing the Lord's
4: work here. We uh, Serving food and booze? Come on. <laughs> we make it to work every day.
3: So I understand if Will was trained in Chicago? Chicago,
4: absolutely. And uh, worked at the Barking Frog for quite some time and also worked with Lynn. Oh, okay. That's how the combination, that's how all three of them found each other. Because when Bobby wasn't flying, she was helping Lynn do catering and things like that. And she met Will through Lynn. And when this space became available, they all three got together and go, Hey, this is something we've been wanting to do. Why not? So, for
3: those listening, uh, we're looking at the fresh sheet. It's got uh, fried Brussels sprouts, barbecue pool, park sliders. I believe we're going to taste some of these, but I don't know which one. Yes,
4: we're going to be starting off with the uh, fried Brussels sprouts, which uh-huh. is by far one of our most popular items right now. So for those listening,
3: and then we've got fried crushed which are cut in half, and served with a lemon iola. And then we have a very nice uh, what was
4: coffee with star uh, star? Uh, gorgonzola, and served with uh, a little like yeah. And it's rich, decadently good.
3: The next part quickly run for those who are thinking, you know, I always believe in the power of the happy hour. All day, Sunday and Monday, daily four to six, nine clothes. close. Uh, we have the cauliflower uh, gratin, Caesar salad, caprese milk, which is a twist on it, which is kind of interesting. I saw that it's a little different. Yeah. It's fun and to share. Warm marinated olives, chili chicken drummits, spicy meatball and marinara, and artichoke spinach dip. So uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the food there, Mr. Mike?
1: And, big game. and I have to tell you, I was I was scared when they told me what to do we were going to try it. Because <laughs> I am not a big fan of most of the stuff, but I have learned. You have got to try the to, Brussels sprouts. I am, I am going to. My I, husband, I love opener, Brussels sprouts. He's going to be surprised that I'm actually putting a Brussels sprout in my mouth.
4: Well, I, I mean, I had childhood trauma from the way my <laughs> mom did. <laughs> <was, okay. My laughs> well, was overcooked. Perfect. I mean, I know, oh, you know, that better generation,
0: better. they just, you oh. know, you, you put everything in a pressure cooker sometimes, you know, the beans, oh. the, the green beans would fall apart. Oh, yeah. There was no, like no such thing as al dente. No, no, none whatsoever. It like little In, potatoes. in fact, it, they didn't even look green. They just kind of look like this gray. <laughs> but a lot of people like I've run overrun is that they don't like spots because they've never had to made. Done
4: right. well. Right. Oh. Yeah, a little different, isn't it? <laughs> I don't hate it.
3: That's just bizarre. That's the thing. <coughs> That out so with Brussels sprouts is like you overcook it. It's a cow. Don't right. overcook it. There's a here's a sample for those that are culinary inclined out there. Okay. Okay. Get your Brussels sprouts. Cut them in half and then kind of julienne them or kind of finely chop. Throw some butter in the pan. Let it brown a little bit. Smell like popcorn. Throw in your Brussels sprouts. then A little salt, pepper. Let it saute for a little while. Kind of taste it from there. When the, when the Brussels sprouts just taste al dente, take them off. I guarantee you that I'll change your mind.
2: Yeah.
0: The next step. Absolutely, and I, I'll I'll take that uh, same time I'll take the brown sprouts, like do a, a par broil i my uh I'll parboil, well you know, just blanch them. Throw them in some cold water to shock them a little bit, and then um, and then what I do is some olive oil, and uh, I do a balsamic reduction, and just take uh, pecorino, just like like a little cubes, just toss that in there, and just to the point where it's melting. Beautiful, Ooh. or just, you know, just I'll take the uh, same thing, you know, a little uh, uh, balsamic reduction, olive oil, and just uh, cut them in half, grill them. That's
1: definitely what we got to talk about. Oh, you know, yeah. we do we do a uh, show on all the, the, the foods that everybody says no to? Because I have to tell you, <laughs> you I, I and mean, he's looking at me like, I told you, I, told I am you. not a Brussels sprout fan. I mean, yeah. you never will eat them, and I was like, oh, I'm like, no. no. I have, That is really good. I, I can't tell you how many if people you come in If you specialize in all the foods that people are afraid to try, you make them fabulous. I,
4: I, I, I tell them, I go, if you don't like it, don't worry, I won't charge you for it, I'll eat it. And I don't even
3: like Brussels sprouts, but I love these things. I think mean, Mike and I were both, you know, trained chefs. We both have this kind of belief and policy, where, you know, one form or another, try it once. If you don't like it, that's cool, but at least try it. And, you know, you'd be amazed with kind of food, when prepared correctly, right. Say
2: correctly, you'd be like, Oh,
0: I didn't know it like that. Yeah, really? Or you know, sometimes it's made right, but just your 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 taste buds are just ready for you, And you know, your taste buds are always changing as you, as you as you grow older, as you experience different foods. As you're
3: It's funny you say that. We all probably grew up on Campbell's tomato soup. Grew up on chicken noodle soup, chicken and stars. I remember tasting that just recently. I'm like, This doesn't taste like that. You
2: know, I'm eating my um,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, in all the candies City days, and it's okay. <laughs> 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 it's mean, matured. No, um, I have to tell you the food is amazing. I had the um, the that the cauliflower, cauliflower. I had some of that over there. It shocked me, and I knew I was gonna like the crab. I'm sorry, really yeah. Confused. I'm sorry. That I mean, is The beauty <laughs> of
4: the amazing. place is, I mean, all up, we have a lot of small plates, which we're geared towards getting a bottle of wine, a few glasses. You know, you order up three or four small place and you share, you, you know, you sit around and you mm-hmm. drink. It's, it's really great. And uh, most of our small places have kind of a Mediterranean Italian thing, but all of our entrees comfort food, baby. Um, uh, crab mac and cheese, bacon right. wrapped meatloaf. Oh my lord. That is like, so, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So we have, I mean, we can go either way. You can have just little small bites or you can go for a full dinner. You know, it's nice
0: to see that to come over to you the know, stateside, or just in this area, you know, again, everything follows kind of fashion. And a lot, a lot of, I think lately been like small play, small play. Yeah, a lot of places that are adapting
4: on small place.
2: Well, it's portion and so, control. I mean, and and more variety,
0: they,
4: you get it see. I the a claim jumper, I think it's <laughs> kind of dead, <laughs> you know, where you they put 16 pounds of food in front of you. and exactly. yeah? It's like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Well, we're, going to, be, um, we're going, to be going to be we're going to be going over the show a little bit because we want to talk a little bit more detail about the food and the beverages. But um, I'm going to wrap up kind of um, some of the things, the events that are coming up, because um, we have a lot of people who like to know kind of what's coming up and, and happening. Um, some of the events that we have coming mean we're going to talk about uh, some of the new places in Bellevue. Tokyo Steakhouse in Bellevue, Blue Martini in Bellevue, Amazon Grill as a steakhouse has been open for a little bit. You know, these are all fun, great places to go check out. You know, Kirkland, we now have this fabulous um, 212 on Central. These are our social places. So go in, check out the places, let them know what you've heard about it, and um, give them your feedback. Take the time to give the feedback to the place where you're eating and drinking. Not only do they need that, but with Yelp and all these other companies out there, it helps. Them with their advertising, it helps them to know what they need to do to make it a better social experience yeah. for you. So Come help on. them to help you by, by giving them feedback. Um, yeah. Some of the events that are coming up, the big one this Saturday night is um, February 18th, Venice is thinking at Club Clubster in Seattle. This is a fundraiser. It is one of the best events in Seattle. It is a mask ball. Yeah. It sells mm-hmm. out every year. You are required to wear a mask. They don't care how much you pay for the ticket, if you don't walk in with a mask, you're not getting in. It is a tantalizing, stimulating, oh, enjoyable experience. So go to our website, check it out. There's only um, a few tickets left for Bellevue it. Bellevue. They, they're going to have all kinds of different entertainment. It, you, it just doesn't stop all night long. Really.
3: www.carnivalseattle.com
1: Perfect. And then um, Bellevue Nordstrom is gearing up for their Cosmetic trend show. If you are any, want any information on makeup, skincare, anything, Uh, On March 17th, you want to call in and get an appointment because all the specialists come in from all over the country to let you know what's going on. Uh, For all of our socially savvy fans, be sure to like us on our Facebook page to be entered into our drawings. We're coming up on our one-year birthday show. We are going to be giving away tons of private. Um, We're getting new sponsors, and we want to make sure that you're included on that. So get on our page, like us, give us your feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. Um, and we also want to thank our sponsors: 212, The um, World Sellers, Go Grow Energy Drinks, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, I Candy Lash Boutique, Cascade Ice Sweet, Jesse at Bellevue Salon Seven, and Amazon Girl to name a few. So. For those of you who are listening live um, the rest of the show is going to be called the after show so you will need to click back in to listen to it because um, we go off live air but um, we have more to cover we're going to be talking with the chef about some of the food that they're preparing here and um, some of the beverages so everybody okay. have a socially savvy week and come back to and see um, us join us live on the show and um, welcome to the after show
3: so we're here now i just want to kind of reprieve mm-hmm. on um, here at. Uh, Central. Did I talk fast enough? You did. So <laughs> 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 we still have a few, especially That's really good. I just want to make sure we covered about coming out here to build to Kirkwood. Well, and the food. It's like I mean,
1: oh, It was just too fast to talk right. about food.
3: And we've so, got the chef here. Right. Yes. I so was going to get into that. Me, I just want to go over these events real quick, just to make oh, sure we covered Sunday, uh, all day happy hour, and open mic night starting at 7 p.m. Yes. Monday all day happy hour. Can't be the college all Happy hour, day. Happy. all day. All uh, Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month is tang- tango.
1: So you be tango? here, I'm excited to find um, out about this tango thing. We got to make a date and we'll talk
3: about definitely. Oh, I'm talking to assess, uh, Will here, who's looking at uh-huh. and I'm asking him tango, he's like look at me like No, that. no, no. He goes, I
2: tangled the food. 8, eight thirty
3: to 12, I'm going to follow up with uh, Wednesdays, which is ladies' night. Discount on wine, especially drinks. I and mean, you know what? You don't have to be single to come here. If you're with someone, you need to spend a private time at home. You know what? Why don't you come show up over here and have a glass of wine while you're waiting for your husband to do something, right? I
1: love it. I mean, the atmosphere is and we're going to be posting some pictures of the inside and we're going to post a picture from the outside because you are not going to believe yeah, I'm I'm how beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's warm, it's cozy. I feel like I'm in Italy. <laughs> One
4: thing we do do on Wednesday, and this is kind of just kind well, of happened by accident, people would roll in and we're calling it wine and Wi-Fi.
2: Ooh, so ah, they like come, in and come in
4: during our happy hour, kind of get a big table, put out their laptop, get out all their invoices and their emails and their paperwork, drink wine, hook up to the Wi-Fi, and do a bunch of their work on so, uh, it. Means I'm working yeah. from
3: home? Yeah, exactly! Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> You're home away from home. I'm finish up with Thursday Friday and Saturday they have live music. What is the style of music that you guys have? Most of the music we have is
4: either like a duet, um, we have a husband-wife team that comes in, uh, Side Project. Side Project. A lot of people know who they are. (laughs) uh, Fabulous. Fabulous. Husband wife team. And then we also have like a, either solo guitarist or um, a guitarist bass. Okay. And uh, they play everything. You know, we don't have any big bands. I mean, our our biggest thing would be like a three piece. But it's just right. People can come in, listen, talk, you know, do some spontaneous dancing. It happens. Uh, but it, it's really working out well for us. And it works it probably works really well with this this you know,
0: the audience you got here. I mean the the atmosphere is kinda of just nice, it's relaxing. You know, they don't want to bring in a big rock and roll of six feet down no, That's not know. where that's not really where we're you at. at they're, they're missing places who are not here anymore or that way. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Who did that and it just destroyed the whole atmosphere. So I just, you know, I stayed away from it. I not going to
3: worry that maybe the music's playing too loud. I'm looking at the restroom here. There's two sections. You have a bar section with the front media area and then you have another section with kind of a half wall, I guess, where the band would be over here. Yeah, the
0: festival world. You can still have a conversation on one side of the band.
4: So it's not too loud. So they will be good to go. So we're very conscious of that. Very conscious of that. We don't want people to be. Coming in here, and you know, if you can't have a conversation and relax and have some wine and you know, some food, you know, they're gonna walk. You know, so we're we we're not about turning to eleven. We're more like around five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're
3: not behind the, the selections of the uh, drinks that were provided by uh, the chef is here now. You know, once you give us your interpretation, of what's behind the food? What kind of jelly? you know what I, I'm i uh, you know, I'm gonna do fried. Brussels sprouts. What was
0: behind that? What's a idea? And, and not, only, not only that, but how do you come up with a menu that, you know, I know that's always changing the season and stuff like that. So, what inspires you as
3: well? Well, first off, talking about the uh, Brussels sprouts, they actually were an inspiration from one of our regular customers in the neighborhood in Kirkland. They are a couple by the name of Steve and Marcia, and they come in here probably about every week or so, and they just came in and raved about this dish they had one time years ago. And I've just sort of deconstructed it and did it for them again and they loved it and it's been so good that even people who don't like Brussels Sprouts. Okay. So um, <laughs> um I, I, you I,
2: the
1: last time I had Brussels Sprouts, I was eight years old and my grandfather was teasing me about it and uh-huh. I threw them at I'm not kidding I threw them at him yeah. because he was trying he, I mean he's great, you know, so everything's about the food you can toss it and it's a joke, but I have not touched a Brussels sprout because just the visual of uh-huh. Brussels Sprouts and um uh, cauliflower. cauliflower. It's like no. I'm sorry, I'm glad we're not on public radio. No <laughs> way in hell. I'm sorry, but, just, but I'm really impressed with uh, some of the foods that I've seen. There was another place that did, does that um, black bottle that does um, broccoli, which I happen to like by itself, but they do uh, salted and spiced broccoli. You guys, what you're doing with
0: these vegetables that people usually will run away from is amazing. Well, it's amazing what you, what, how good a vegetable can do if it's not overcooked and over processed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. so they, they made the suggestion.
3: And they talked about how it was just you know, salt and peppered and maybe with like a little bit of bacon and whatnot. And, I mean, I, do, I don't want to over bacon everything. I love bacon, but...
1: They can make everything better. Yeah, it's true, it's
3: true. <laughs> but, we give them the option, basically. If you want the bacon, I can add it to you. The thing about this restaurant is, um, I try to listen to our customers and let's talk to them. And you can't, granted, you can't please everybody all at the same time, but it's nice to customize things for our regulars who know that they want something a little bit
2: different, and they can come here and do that. You
0: know, I bet you, you probably see where uh, you know going to the, the, the end of the year, like you know, uh, uh, Christmas holiday season, and they want that panchetta. <laughs> rendered before you throw from the Brooklyn Center. And then after the New Year's, like, ah, no pentag, no bacon, the <laughs> Actually, another fun one is just a prosciutto
3: that's crisped up in the oven, you just crumble uh-huh. it up and throw it on top. And it on top. Oh, I uh-huh. love prosciutto. Uh-huh. So, one of the things that was brought to my attention, which, you know, these days you've got vegetarians, you've got gluten free, you
1: guys are actually gluten free friends? Yeah,
3: we have quite a few gluten free selections in our menu, and we're always looking to expand it. And uh, yeah, it's very. We're very conscientious about the fact that this is a very ongoing and uh, much more aware um, atmosphere. atmosphere. yeah. What's on your menu that's going to come up yeah, that you're I'm like, can't wait to change? Because I know most chefs rotate their menu. Right. What do you right. done that? Know You
0: know, it's always that freshest available, and you know, yeah. we're coming. You know, we're you know sooner or later we're going to be hitting the spring, and you know we you start to think about things in the spring what's coming into the, into the market right now. I can't uh, wait till the farmer's market
3: opens back up again because I get a lot of inspiration just walking through there. Once you can see what's available and just the colors and the you know, textures and all the different types of things that they have. So sure, for those that are in mean, Kirkland, where is the farmer's market? Uh, right about, about a block off of uh, Central Way on, I believe it's Main Street. Nice. So it's real close to here. So you can walk over there uh, on the day yeah, and yeah, grab your food. Yeah, so when yeah. you so yeah. make your yeah. fresh fresh yeah. Saturday, you can.
2: Exactly.
0: Very nice. Pretty cool. Uh, that's how I get inspired is to go down the 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 market. You know, see what's out there and then come over the menu to see what they got.
3: That's a funny thing. Yeah. Fun. I one on a side note I have uh L V case uh medicine mm-hmm. uh, that they had to sell. Oh great. So I that to be pretty young and it turned out really well. So uh, okay.
1: Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny because my husband's family has a 75-year history of hunting, and they're not the ones that you know just hunt for the, the hunting aspect. it. they hunted it and it literally kept their families, and kept their families alive oh, during some uh, yeah. really tough times. Um, and even us as a family, um, I went back to work because my husband had done really really well, and I would to be a stay home mom. And our kids got a little bit older. We were fortunate that my kids were older when I. Decided to go back to work to make you know make it a little bit easier on us. But the whole hensy thing with with bringing venison, um, it is a different meat, and then you start playing with you know different seasonings and stuff. And in our youngest is a 13 year old would love to have him oh, meet you. Oh, that's um, He happy. has known, since he was four. He wants to be a chef. And I think anytime you're dealing with foods and stuff that would be considered out of the ordinary, it just gives it's almost like an invitation to class. Yeah. Very
0: true. To, to create a, a, a social experience <coughs> just around the unusualness of it all. said, you know, dear, uh, uh, my girlfriend actually, she had a, her dad sent her some uh, venison sausage, smoked venison sausage, and she made jambalaya out of it. Oh, but that was. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that was
2: fabulous. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: Well, it has been such a pleasure, you guys. The food is amazing. The beverages are incredible. It for you it. Know, it's funny, because when you go to look at 212 on Central, you would automatically think it's a wine bar. You know, We only talked about their cocktails here, which I think are really the, the, the crux and the premier of who they are. Yeah. They do, however, have wines. <laughs> so those of you who do like wines and sparkling, you know, you can walk in here and you're definitely going to get um, a, a nice selection of those, as well as uh, the chefs constantly playing with the food and stuff, so um, definitely, you know, pop in here, check it out.
0: And beers, uh, uh, oh, beer. and yes. everything is local, everything is local, yeah. all the, the beers they have on tap, uh our local as well as the lines. Uh and as far and of course you got some really incredible uh cocktails that Craig uh, puts out so definitely come down. You, you would talk to Craig. Give guy. He loves that kind of <laughs> I do. Yeah, just look at the dog
3: <laughs> <here> like <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> got a nice little bar to <laughs> the right hand side. Two widescreen TVs. An open view of the kitchen, so that way you see what the wheels doing. Right. Right. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a friendly
0: atmosphere. Very kind of a, a warm, and inviting. Uh, just you open the doors, you smell the smells. I mean. You really do. They really do hit all five senses. You know, your smell, your taste, your touch, your feel, all that stuff. You know, it just, it just, it just makes for a great experience. And I think if you come down here and try these guys uh, out, you're gonna have that world-class experience at at an economic rate. Well, and if you're looking for that
1: wow factor, you've got some friends in from out of town, or you've got some friends who think they know where all the spots are. (laughs) That I that the front of this building is gonna throw them off, they're gonna go, You really you're gonna take me in there and then you're gonna walk in the door and they're gonna go, Wow. So if you're looking for the wow factor in Kirkland, this is definitely this is the it. place. This, this is, is definitely, definitely a yeah, I mean great
0: happy hour. a yeah. uh, small place, they're very affordable. A lot of them are around four bucks. I mean, come
5: on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the <laughs> between the happy
1: hour, between food and beverages, between no. four and $12, you have a barrage of stuff. So it's if you're not coming in on. super small. No, it's not. I mean, that's, we're still there's three of us chewing on this macaroni and I cheese crab, which is die for. they not like tiny sliders? No, they were, they were great. They're They're started. Started. They, were,
0: they were three bucks. I'm um, like, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, you guys, yeah, for being you such fabulous folks for us. Awesome
0: great people we're gonna people.
1: we're gonna wrap up with the socially acceptable and unacceptable um, socially acceptable it is acceptable to not drink a drink someone buys for you I know that we are very conscious of people and them spending money but when you come to the end of the unit and all of a sudden people start becoming very free with their money like, hey, I'm gonna buy you a drink you know and, and you you know it's such a nice gesture but it is okay to say, hey, can I take a rain check? Or if they buy the drink for you, go ahead and leave it. Um, you know, that's that part of being socially savvy that sometimes people feel uncomfortable. You know, if if they do say something to you that evening, I guarantee you the next morning they're going to go, wow, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to pressure you, well, because people get caught up in the moment. You can also grab the
3: drink and grab it and say, you know, hey, thanks for buying me a drink. You yeah. can have a little sip.
1: And move on put it down,
3: They'll leave you alone about it, because they saw you take a little sip of that.
1: Yes. Other socially savvy, um, acceptable. It's acceptable to apologize if you do something stupid while drinking. Um, don't blame it on the alcohol, just say sorry. Too many people when they're drinking, oh, you know, I was drunk. I really don't care. If, you're, if you make a mistake, no matter what, be grown up enough to apologize for it and, and, and move on so that everybody can move on and then of course my favorite which everyone knows socially unacceptable this is brought to you by pop chips never fried never baked Thing pop it is socially unacceptable to not know what level of drinking is too much for you and i understand when you're out you get caught up that's all fine and dandy but you really super need to be aware if you're going to be a social drinker where your tolerances are what's going on with your body so that when um, you continue to go out and socialize with people. They don't touch
3: But at the same time, it doesn't make say, my bad, it was my fault.
1: Oh yeah, the apology comes
3: it. in. Sorry.
1: It's socially unacceptable to argue in public when drunk. Keep it to yourself till you get sober. Are you sure? Totally. I don't think so. I am totally there. You mm-hmm. all right? I don't think you're right. Great. No, usually we got better. Let me get loud. And obnoxious and so you totally great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That is a that is a party foul. Major party is socially yeah. unacceptable. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then finally, <laughs> an example is I even have to bring this up. And there are people who are going to be listening to the show and they may not even realize there are people who know somebody um, post the show on their page. This is just, you know, just drop the hint. It is socially unacceptable to drop your drink on someone else's cat. Why do I even have to talk about this? Seriously?
3: Because they do it. They do it. Sorry. Because
1: Because here's the deal, and, and I'm telling this to everybody, and if you want to make a change in your social setting, change the way you handle things. Um, somebody dropped a drink on our tap about a week and a half ago. I told the service and I told the management. I mm-hmm. identified the person to them. Now, I did not ask the management to pay for the drink, but um, you. The only way that you make society better, the only way you make any kind of change is by making it known. You're not ignore the problem. You don't have to be rude about it, but yeah. let everybody be on the same page and just say, hey, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. One of the fastest ways to make sure that doesn't happen is pay cash free drinks or pay as you will. Then you don't have to worry about anybody dropping anything on your and i think i think that about wraps it up for us i don't think, so. I think that's that's a, a good topic, topic. i know it, yeah. it would be very you know
3: and <laughs> yes. um, with that we could go on and on about those experiences, both business-wise host-wise we will
1: yeah. we definitely will in the future um so next week we are going to be doing socially savvy c to c that's 16 to 26 where we have a panel of um uh, young people in that demographic talking about what they want from their social experience, what how their social experience is evolving, and what they want out of life. Um, and we're here to help them discuss that and talk about that. We're going to be live at Lucky Strike. And then the following week, of course, is our one-year birthday. We're going to be at Swazzo in Redmond. We're very, very excited to have a lot of our sponsors who are jumping in and throwing in some great prizes and stuff for us to give away that night. Um, there's going to be special. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. So um, check us out on Facebook. Lincoln Center, um, and,
0: and, and if you're a listener and you have a topic that we no, haven't covered, please, please call us and us talk to
1: us about please it. Please tell us. Because we'd like
0: to you know, have that
2: on the air if it's good for
1: and one of the things that we're going to do on the birthday show is we're going to have a little bit of a topic, but we're encouraging all of our listeners to come up, and, and basically the, the overall of the show is your socially savvy experiences. So we're going to have, get, be handing the mic off and having people tell us about their socially acceptable and acceptable experiences. Listeners, you have the show. You have the floor, so come and join us on the 27th at 5 and um, give a listen and support um, over at Lucky Strike on the 20th to the younger generation getting up and trying to shape their experience. So everybody have a socially savvy week. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next week.